we're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to Kidflix, the podcast for adults trying to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and stop biting your brother, please. <laughs> My guest today, uh, finally, long time coming, returning to the podcast. Uh, you might have remembered him from our uh, intense Pixar versus DreamWorks live show. He's a great comedian here in Philadelphia. It's John Deary. Hey, John. Hi, Ross. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm good. What a day. Uh, yeah, it's been a day for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> but we get to relax with uh, the Lego movie, too. Um, so if I remember, because you you brought this up to me months ago. I think we were just at an open mic or something. And you brought up really wanting to do specifically this movie, specifically the sequel. So talk to me a little bit about what uh, what kind of you like about this movie and why you chose it. I, uh, yeah, I remember it was like a show we were both on at Fit, and I had just watched the movie that week, and I was just like, the themes were just very obvious, and I was really excited about them. Like, it was just like a really fun movie, mm-hmm. movie that I related to because it has like a big brother, annoying little sister thing, which was like my exact dynamic in my home. <laughs> so like maybe that's why it resonated with me so hard. Yeah, that would yeah. make sense. I was, I'm the little brother, so... I definitely related to like, I'm just trying to play and have fun with you. Yeah. You, you ruined your, your, you have an older brother. Yes. Yeah. Well, you ruined his really good storylines with his toys probably. And <laughs> he resented you for it. So. So like, well, I remember I was, I was very much like the toy person. Like I remember my mom one day just presented us both with uh, like stuffed dogs, like just stuffed animals, not like, <laughs> taxidermy dogs <laughs> and like i remember falling in love with it immediately like naming it and stuff and my brother was like okay thanks and just left it in his room somewhere but so did you have like a game or something that your little sister just ruined for you uh it was more of i was like a very like i want to play with my toys and be alone and my sister just wanted to be included <laughs> so like i was just like a very anal control free kid I guess the way to put it. And <laughs> what did what did your like playtime look like then? What were what were your go to things? I was a huge action figure kid, like huge, like enormous collections of action figures, and also like my different action figures. I would like play with them individually. So like I'd have like my Star Wars set. I couldn't like mix them with like GI. You know, no, that's what, ridiculous. But it'd be like yeah, my Star Wars figures or like my Ninja Turtles or my Power Rangers. Or uh, like a Pokemon collection eventually. Like these things would all be played with individually because these all had their own adventures. Were, own. were you a Bionicle kid at all? No, I missed Bionicle. That was a little late, you know. Oh, okay. Like a teenager then. Yeah, because I, I, I think Bionicle came out at theoretically the perfect time for me. But I was like, I was not very much like an action figures kid. I was very much like I, I liked Legos. I've, I was like the train set kid and the art project kid. <laughs> so that's where, what, so I think people were trying to get me into Bionicle because they're like, it's like Legos, but like dark and intense and cool. <laughs> and I was like, no, that's too scary for me. <laughs> yeah. I like that. They made an effort to make Legos edgier. I think that was the thing they needed to do. Yeah. Finally. Well, actually it's funny <laughs> that you bring that up because, um, I was looking through some like IMDb trivia, and so uh, uh, Emmett's alter ego in this movie, um, Rex Danger Vest, 
he was apparently based off of uh, like a wildly unsuccessful uh, attempt to do like specifically a boys version of Legos. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of that character, but it was like Jack Action or something like that. <laughs> that seems weird. Jack Stone. Jack Stone. <laughs> so they actually Jack Stone. Um, if I remember, they uh, it was like Lego's first attempt at kind of making Lego movies. So it was like early two thousand. Um, they tried to make uh, like a more detailed minifigure, and he had cool hair, kind of like Rex does in the movie. And uh, Vox does this great video uh, about just how they animated the the Lego movie, and they point to that as just like they had that weird humor of just things breaking apart and kind of the underlying thing of oh, this is still kids' play, even though it's being uh, done in this intense way, but the animation just fucking sucked ass. <laughs> so I get like, where do we even start with this movie? So, um, so you, you were a fan of the original, I assume. Yeah. I saw the first one. I actually saw it. Uh, a friend that I went to see it in the movie theater mm-hmm. and we are, you know, this was like what, five years ago that it came out maybe. Yeah. Like I think 2015, 2016, yeah. something like that. So we were both late twenties and, uh, this like family, like the parents like checked in to make sure we were supposed to be there. Like, <laughs> you guys know this is the Lego movie, right? We're like, oh yeah, <laughs> well aware. And uh, we loved it. Yeah, that's that's one of the perils of doing this podcast is like I will occasionally go see like a kid's movie in the theaters and I am the only one there that does not have a child. I, I am a big solo movie person. Like I love going to movies alone. And I, yeah, I always go sometimes see questionable movies alone. I agree. I love going to the movies alone because um, it. I don't get uh, like shamed for a buying snacks from the movie theater and b the amount of snacks that I buy from the movie theater. Um, but the actually, uh, I don't know about you, but I I have a very specific idea of the worst movie that I saw by myself, which was um, I was in London studying abroad and I saw The Secret Life of Pets by myself. Oh. And uh, yeah, it, it was no, it was no fun. I, I was a guy behind me talked on his phone for like four minutes and I was sipping on a Heineken because I thought it was cool that I could drink <laughs> in a movie theater. And uh, it was, it was a, Oh, it was a Wednesday night. So just, I could have been doing anything and that's just what I chose. <laughs> I get it. I can't think what movie it was, but it was a comedy and I think that's when I realized I don't like seeing comedies alone. Like it's weird to laugh alone. Yeah. Well, when you're alone, you don't laugh. Like all yeah. I do is if I'm wa- even if I'm watching something that I know is super funny and I love it, I only do the like the nose just like, and that's it. <laughs> and they're not giving them the credit they deserve for the you. Yeah, I'm like this is. I know this is funny. I believe it, but uh, it's just not coming through uh, whatsoever. I mean, you can't help but compare. Uh, the Lego movie to the second Lego movie because they're literally woven together. Um, do you do you have a preference between the two of them? Um, having just watched the second one a handful of times, I'm you know I like that one more at the moment. I'd like to revisit the first one at some point, but yeah, like it, it's been a while since I saw the first one. I think like I think this is a great example of a sequel where it's it's just kind of exploring the world more that was set up in the first movie. And um, like we were talking about earlier, it very much goes into 
um, ideas of childhood and like sibling rivalry. Like, um, I think it was it was maybe like a half hour into the movie where I realized where it was going that like, oh, okay, so this is just about the sister encroaching <laughs> in on his play the entire time. And uh, I mean, it's still like it broke my heart to see him, the the brother try to break the sister's stuff. Like it really hit like it wasn't the exact same hit as like my dad doesn't have time to play Legos with me because he's a mean businessman, but <laughs> it's close. Yeah, I think this was something that connected with me a lot more than my dad has a Lego collection in the basement that I can't touch. Yeah, that was weird. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I my dad, I can't think of any like hobbies that he has. Like, oh, he, he likes collecting um, like political buttons from history, and okay. like, I mean, he puts them on display, but I mean, I can't imagine him forbidding people from enjoying <laughs> them at all. You can't play with the buttons. <laughs> No, I can't. well, if I, I've added to the collection, I've bought him buttons, so those I'm allowed to touch because I helped. Does his uh, political button collection, is he like, does he choose which buttons he likes by like party or does it any buttons? So he'll, he will do any buttons. Like he is, a, he is a very liberal man, but I think he, I know he has like, he doesn't have a Trump button, I don't think, but he <laughs> has like, so he has I mean, like a Reagan button because who the hell cares? Reagan is dead. Uh, spoiler: uh, If uh, yeah, you guys haven't got to that part of history yet, where Reagan died. Um, movie. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna explore that in the third movie. I think of like <laughs> Lego. Uh, Ronald Reagan is gonna come, and it'll be trickle down Legonomics. This is a. I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. Um, I would. I, I guess this was good that we paused so that everybody could clap yeah. uproariously. I think this movie, like. The plot is pretty straightforward, or not straightforward in any sense of the word, but um, it's convoluted factor in the plot. Yeah, <laughs> but it's uh, it's very similar to the first one that it's kind of just exploring different aspects of quote unquote Lego culture, um, and so it's basically all of our friends from the first Lego movie. Um, there's like this weird space invader uh, that's a, this little alien doll. And they basically abduct a lot of them and take them to this planet called uh, Sistar, uh, which is very thinly veiled allegory. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, they they kind of start getting. Sorry, say that again. An, an allegory for what? Um, you know, uh, <laughs> the uh, is supposed to be something. Yeah, I don't know. It's like it's right on the tip of my tongue. Something about Sistar makes me think of something. <laughs> um, but uh. uh so they meet an alien who kind of starts to seemingly brainwash them. Uh, and then uh, Emmett, who's the little construction worker from the first movie, uh, he has to save the day and teams up with this uh, galaxy defending archaeologist cowboy raptor trainer named Rex, uh, who helps rescue his friends and try to break the trance. And then it just becomes surprise. It's a good thing that these worlds are colliding. And uh, it becomes a movie about accepting change and uh, collaboration and also growing up. I think there's also a factor of kind of holding on to youth in there as well. Yes. So, I, that, no, that's a good point. Because, I mean, all the characters um, seem to say that, that, like, Emmett needs to grow up and mature because 
oh, a big aspect of this is that in the years since the first movie and this like alien encounter thing, um, the little Bricksburg that all the characters grew up in has become like Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, it's <laughs> and, and apocalyptic. Oh, I think it's like Apocalypse Town or Apocalyptica or something like. Yes, something like Apocalypse. <laughs> yes, Apocalypseburg. Um, <laughs> and uh, well, there's also a, a shot where you see the sign for Bricksburg and the BR drops and it just says Ixburg, <laughs> uh, which is great. Um, I mean, I think really that like that is kind of the encapsulation of this movie and the, like the franchise as a whole is that they're really good at having like a childlike sense of humor and like a childlike um, thought process. Because, like, I can't think of movies off the top of my head that do this bad specifically, but sometimes you see TV shows or movies where it's a kid and it's an imaginative kid, and it's just, like, the same stuff, just, like, like, what if I was a superhero or something? And that's really the extent of it, but they totally just, like, follow a child like it in this movie, and it's really fun. How, how like, examples of... How you think that I'm just not following? Oh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. I this is my media studies and production <laughs> degree coming to mind, but um, yeah. So just like uh, the super serious music under everything, but all of the characters they're saying like heck, and like <laughs> uh, Batman is just like throwing torpedoes constantly and just like yelling like crossbow, 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 oh, yeah. like that, like that kind of thing, where it's just like the characters talk to each other and kind of argue in a very childlike and preteen way. But yeah, but with like the total seriousness and all of these adults kind of embodying that. I, I caught that, especially like in the very, very beginning of the movie when before the five years. So like when they're both, when both the children that are playing with these toys, essentially are younger. Yeah. The, the Diplo monsters, when they attack the city and, nothing works like the, the characters are fighting and like his sister is apparently like saying nothing works so like somebody shoots lasers and the monster's is like i eat lasers and it's like yeah it's not fair you can't do that like that's so child like exactly real <laughs> quick though um the, the the baby legos they're duplo not diplo duplo, diplo yeah. is the uh edm producer oh that's cool though that's yeah, cool. I so mean, that'd be better but yeah duplo again <laughs> honestly i wish that diplo was in this movie that's the one thing <laughs> that'll be taking off points for can we actually uh re-record this podcast so i can do the correct myself and say duplo and not look yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course <laughs> um oh actually i just like i'm just looking at uh, wikipedia right now and apparently um there were different rewrites to the script uh in general and one of them was by Raphael bob wattsberg who created uh bojack horseman oh i really um I used to follow a sketch team he was on. It was really good. Oh, Old English? Yes. Yes. I know about that because it also has um, Adam Conover in it from yes. the internet. <laughs> Our favorite from the Our internet. everything, yeah. Yeah, and thank God Adam did not ruin this movie by telling us that uh, Lego <laughs> basically uses this as free publicity, even though, yes, they do. I mean, yeah, their name is on it, but... And, but <laughs> I am curious about that. How much, like if they, how much influence or anything they really put into this. Yeah. And, and it's weird. Like I, because the Lego movie was so successful, there's been a weird crop up of other 
like brand inspired movies like I didn't see I haven't seen any of these but there's like the trolls movie based off the little troll dolls there's the ugly dolls movie where I don't know they're ugly dolls and that's like the thing and they made a Playmobil movie like based off of those little those little guys that like in preschool they had like a bus or a police car i remember they were like little egg-shaped characters right yes to put them into things yeah and uh i the playmobile movie is interesting because it has huge a-list celebrities and nobody saw it like it bombed (laughs) so hard daniel radcliffe is in it and that didn't work sorry danny back to the drawing board i mean it may have been marketing on that because i don't remember even seeing anything about that that's fair. I I just really all I know about it is just because um the AV club I think gave it a D or something and it was just like this is a slog to get through and it's confusing <laughs> and also weird and inappropriate. But I'm curious inappropriate about it. That's more that's a weird review for children. Probably ju- probably just like weird things about like uh like jokes for mom and dad and it's like oh the Playmobil is out of control. Let's fuck yeah. or something like that. <laughs> um do you have do you have a favorite like little Lego in this movie? Do I have a favorite Lego? Um, I I'm a, as a comics nerd, I appreciate Batman and like the appearances from like the Justice League. Yeah, There's a little in jokes in that with I which I like a lot. And uh, Spaceman as a Charlie Day fan. Yeah. Oh yeah, Charlie Day is great. He's um, Benny uh, is the character's name. My uh, my favorite Lego in this entire movie has got to be Larry Poppins. Larry Poppins, oh, yeah, that, that gag. <laughs> God. It, like, it just, sh- he showed up for like three seconds and <laughs> it, w- it was the biggest laugh. It was so good. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. also, there's the the teen vampire that's very nice as well. Oh, the sparkly vampire? Yes. The, uh, the Bruce Willis gags got me really good too. Yeah, and uh, that was Bruce Willis. I... I enjoyed that so much that they were like, I, I imagine he just did that over the phone. He just called him up. Like, <laughs> Let me get a couple. couple yeah, I, <laughs> and it was perfect. Like, I think that's a, that's also a good example of like, Oh, there's a, like a joke for mom and dad, but it's not like a weird sex thing. Yeah. Like it's a pop culture reference, but also like it doesn't <laughs> detract from the movie at all. Like you, at one point you catch him like crawling through ducks and he's like, I don't live here. I live in a home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's a great point that it's just not like a weird sexual innuendo like over kids like it's just like here's a reference that you would have no no point of reference for probably depending on your age yeah that's a weird thing that's been like a weird constant of doing this podcast is like so many like just inappropriate jokes that don't add anything to it and like as a kid you only laugh at that because you're like oh i think mom and that was from mom and dad and mom and dad are like <laughs> and then you go <laughs> and then that's it that's um, basically how I watched The Simpsons for years, and oh yeah, I've been revisiting it on Disney Plus, and I'm like, oh man, these jokes are so good. <laughs> yeah, I, I there's so many. I, I again, because uh, uh, I think both of us are just kind of brain dead today. Like none, no specific jokes or ideas come to mind, but like I just remember there's still random references that I only know from The Simpsons and from different parodies and stuff and years later when i see the original i'm just like oh that's what they were basing it off of like i think it took me years to see die hard and then all of these different parodies came together 
when people kept saying that'll do pig or that'll do donkey from Shrek, like it took me years to realize that that's what they were referencing. That was me. I didn't see uh, the Indiana Jones movies until like my twenties. And it's just like, wow, so much stuff clicked. And I was like this, everybody parodies this. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, it, did you just not have an interest as a kid or like, it just, uh, it's weird. I, I feel like I watched a lot of movies, but I feel like I missed a lot of iconic movies. Like I've never seen like any of the iconic mobster movies. Same. I don't know your Godfather or your Scarface or anything like. Like I could see them, but like there's more <laughs> stuff that I want to watch. Like I don't. We don't have to watch movies that are classics that we don't give a shit about. Yeah. Because there's so much movies now. Well, it's funny. Uh, we m- mentioned Adam Conover uh, before. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie that, that Sketch Team eventually made. Uh, the Exquisite Corpse Project. No, I didn't know they made a movie. They, yeah, it was like their last project together. And uh, it's actually on YouTube for free if you want to check it out. But they basically, Deal. they made an Exquisite Corpse movie where everybody wrote 20 pages of script and you could only read the previous five pages. So you didn't really know what the previous person was going for. Oh, that's so great. And Adam Conover wrote like a weird, he wrote his 20 pages. He had like a weird buddy cop kind of thing going. And somebody jokes is like it seems like you're parodying a movie you haven't seen (laughs) and he's like yeah i haven't seen it but i feel like it just becomes so redundant in the culture that you don't need to see it (laughs) i agree with that Um, that was like a really roundabout way to get to a point but it's like that's such a good (laughs) like i related to that so hard it's just like i've never seen the karate kid but at this point it just seems i don't need to i don't think exactly it's that's like the same with me like you said with um all of those uh, mobster movies. Like, I don't care about that. Like we, we live in Philly. So I know at some point I know I need to see uh, Rocky. I still have missed seeing Rocky. Also didn't see that until my twenties. Oh, okay, great. So I got time. (laughs) So if any of you are giving me shit, give shit to John first. Can we also talk about the, the songs in this movie? Songs are great. Specifically a catchy song. So there's like there's a part of the movie where supposedly the characters are getting brainwashed and they're just being played a catchy song called catchy song and um i went on a walk right after watching this movie and goddamn did it not stick in my head and just kind of creep in the entire time it it really works i remember hearing the song initially in ads for this movie and i ended up going on spotify to like add it to a playlist like i was like I gotta see what the song's about. And it's like, and, and now it's like ahead. your main rewind song on Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's in the end of the 2019 add up, it's just that song for everything. Yep. Uh, that's, was, that's been the case several years in a row for different random songs. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, the Coco soundtrack was my top of 2019, I think. Um, <laughs> and then there's also the sad uh, reprise of everything is awesome called everything's not awesome where all the characters sing about how depressed they are. <laughs> but the song comes around in the end. Yeah, yeah, because then uh, the tempo speeds up. Um, uh, and then also the end credit song called Super Cool, uh, which is basically just like a self-aware end credit song. And it's great. Like, it, it's Beck, Robin, and the Lonely Island return for that. And Beck is on that? Yeah, Beck's oh, the main singer on Super Cool. I didn't catch the... Beck was I caught the Lonely Island did not know Beck yeah Beck is Beck is back and better than ever what a comeback yeah yeah seriously uh I'll say it Beck is good 
And Loser is kind of an overrated song. Is that controversial? I, I think you're okay to say Loser's overrated. I think. Oh, thank God. And everything he's made, he's probably he's made much better stuff than that. That could be his like notable like hit single. That's true. And who cares that he's a Scientologist and is probably uh, really high up and doing terrible things? But I'm taking it all back now. Oh, no. You know what? Everything is not awesome when it comes to Scientology. And that's a quote. Um, <laughs> uh, like, uh, and also, when it comes to... Uh, so Phil Lord and Chris Miller are the uh, creators of the Lego movie. Um, and we talked a little bit about some of their other stuff. So you said you've seen like 21 Jump Street. Have you seen uh, any of the other like Lego spinoff movies? Uh, I think we talked about, we uh, you've seen Spider-Verse, right? I saw Spider-Verse. That's fantastic. They did a great job of that. And uh, did, they, did they do Lego Batman? They did. Yeah, that was really fun. I said comic nerd, appreciated all the, you know, Easter eggs and jokes referencing to comics like that stuff really resonates for me yeah um i i forget if i i know i've told this on the podcast before but it's been a while so i'll tell it again but um i went on a second date uh and we saw the lego batman movie because it was right before it was like maybe a month before i turned 21 so we couldn't go to a bar yet to just hang out so my suggestion for date night was the lego batman movie and uh, he ghosted me after that <laughs> night. Like we walked around, had a good time, uh, seemingly, but then uh, no further communication because um, I was a twenty-year-old that went to see uh, a Lego movie. Well, was that was that a first date? It was a second date. We had got okay. we had gotten coffee, I believe, and then uh, <laughs> I wanted to see that movie and couldn't, <laughs> and I couldn't like. God, everything changed so much when I could go to when I could finally go to a bar. That's a game uh, changer, yeah. It really is. Uh, so then I could go on awkward dates and just be like, at least I'm getting drunk off of this. Yeah, I had a I had a creepy coworker who was dating like an 18 year old when we were in our late 20s, Ooh. and uh, I don't know what like I don't I was like, what do you guys do? <laughs> what is there to do with an eight? Like, I don't know if that's like making me seem simple because all I can think to do is go to a bar, but also like. Well, I mean, when you're in your late 20s, that is what you do. You go to a bar, (laughs) you don't like buy cigarettes for someone. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you want to go to the mall and walk around? (laughs) Are you still into Claire's? Is that a thing? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, uh, Did you ever see Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs? I did not see that one. So definitely recommend, uh, like anybody that's listening, if you've seen either this Lego movie, the first one, Clyde with a Chance, uh, you really see like a lot of the same things that you see in this movie of like kind of the very irreverent jokes that are still like very clean and silly uh, and kind of all the characters are self-serious. But it's really like surprisingly good. I haven't seen the second one, but like the first one, uh, Andy Samberg is a character and his whole thing is he's like the mascot of the town but he's an adult now but he's a stunted ch- uh, like man child so he like walks around in a diaper sometimes it's confusing but it's in uh, it, it's clear in the movie why that is 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 that a thing is a town mascot a thing that people have yeah so I think <laughs> you you didn't have a town mascot weird uh the only like, one we- I could think of is like Poxitani Phil like that's <laughs> yeah that well, we're, well we have gritty in philly um 
I guess uh, he's the town mascot now. I guess like, he elevated to that point, but he was supposed yeah. to. <laughs> Let's see, Plymouth Meeting, Pennsylvania, where I grew up. Um, we're the home of the IKEA US headquarters. So like maybe like uh, a boomf couch or something. That's our mascot. Um, but yeah, I, I forget the exact what the deal was, but I think it's it was like one of those towns in the movie where like everybody works for the one factory. And so, like, he's, like, the the baby on the factory sign. Like, the copper tone baby, I think. All right. And it's great. It's Andy Samberg. Uh, and that's it. <laughs> See it. I'm really selling uh, the movie. <laughs> thank you. I should really... <laughs> this is great. Uh, I should definitely do, like... I should take over RogerEbert.com, I think. Okay. It's I'm only fair. <laughs> I'm just picturing a movie poster where it's a baby... And the tag is, it's Adam Sandler. It's, it's not Adam Sandler. It's Andy Samberg. It's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, sold. that works for a lot of movie promotion, I think. I guess um, so. <laughs> I think that's how they sold Boss Baby. Yes. Which, uh, okay. Controversial opinion. But as we learned from uh, reviewing it on the podcast, not as terrible as you would think it would be. It wasn't great. But, like, it had its moments. I, but I also fuck Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Oh yeah. They should have used that sound clip of him calling his daughter a little pig. Yeah. Oh, that would have been a great part <laughs> for the third act when they have to have their uh, inner conflict. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah. So then uh, I, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, they got huge then with into the spider verse. Cause all these movies are successful, but like into the spider verse, like won an Oscar uh it like just blew everybody away like it beat out i think all of these different disney and pixar movies to like like i mean if you haven't seen it yet it's stunning like uh i i it's just great it looks really good the movie's incredible and it has an awesome soundtrack as well like yeah (laughs) exactly i mean if you want to talk about like songs you play on repeat the sunflower that uh post malone song from the movie like I think that ended up on like my top five at the end of the year because, of course, I was playing that over and over again. A really, really good song. And also like another two and a half minute song. Yeah, perfect length for a song. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you need. Uh, so, so like uh, you mentioned before, one of the big parts of this movie is the theme of like growing up and stuff. So do, do you have like a specific memory or thought of like when either your parents pushed adulthood on you or you kind of had to take it on and kind of become the Rex danger vest of your world? I don't know. I'd say I was more of like an Emmett where I kind of desperately clung to it for way too long until everyone around me was like, yeah, we're on, we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> so, I don't... Well, yeah, we're both in comedy. So maybe we are more Emmett than Rex still. Yeah, definitely me. Oh, you, you, you give me Emmett vibes. I know you're a big Muppets fan and you have this podcast. So yeah. <laughs> Finally, I didn't bring it up for once. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I, I guess, like I didn't have a specific moment, but I remember, I guess when like uh, college prep started happening in high school, I remember I was like kind of that annoying kid at some points where it's like, guys, like let's be mature, even though I was a total goofball and stuff. But when it came to like going to meetings and like running uh, like conversations and discussions, I was like, let's stay focused. I had a rough moment where we moved and uh, we left a lot of things behind and a lot of my toys were left behind. So that was like, 
Oh no. That was a game. I was just like, all right, that's it. <laughs> God, that's like a and, toy story thing now. Yeah. That's, there's going to be another movie about it. <laughs> uh, but like that was, you know, and I was probably too old to still give a shit about them, but it was tough. It was <laughs> an adjustment. Like, yeah like actually my mom called me on the phone the other day and she we were on the phone for a half an hour and she was just going through all of the books on my bookshelf and was like do you want this can I throw it out do you want this can I get rid of it and it's like that thing of like uh I don't read those books at all anymore like they're a bunch of just like random books that I got from middle school but it's also just like ah come on that's my stuff don't get rid of it I have no place to put it, but like you have a house, you keep it there. Yeah. I, uh, I was just visiting my mom about a week ago and she's like, you have so much stuff in our shed. And like, I'm just there for dinner and she's like trying to get me to take stuff from the shed with me. And like, she's like bringing me out stuff. Like you want this tub of DVDs? And I was like, no, I don't want that, but I will try to get it out of your hair sometime. Also, isn't that what a shed is for that? And like your dad's broken lawnmower. <laughs> That's like all it's for. Yeah, my stepdad is a uh, landscaper, so it's nothing but broken lawn. Whoa, what a reveal. Literally, yeah. <laughs> that was just a guess. Big reveal. In a shed, what are the odds? Wow. Ugh, I wish I had a shed. Actually, uh, like, no, I don't. I don't know why I said actually. I don't have a shed. I want a shed. Uh, not to brag, my parents have two sheds. So. Shit. Yeah, they have a lawnmower shed and then a junk shed. <laughs> <laughs> I also looked into it because... Uh, because I've been looking into just like for shits and giggles, what if I tried to afford buying a house and one of my needs for a house is I want a gazebo at some point. And I just learned how intensely expensive gazebos are. Like I'm talking like a, a really good one, like with nice materials and stuff, 10 grand. That's wild. I know. It's like another house. It's basically another house. It's a tiny house. (laughs) Yeah. And I said the phrase out loud, ugh, but it will add property value. And I felt <laughs> disgusting. Like, say what you will about quarantine, but I have absorbed so much from HGTV. You wouldn't take the gazebo with you if you ever left that house? Yeah, I mean, uh, some people live in a car. I will live in a gazebo yeah. happily. Or not happily. Well, that was <laughs> Just have a car and then get like a little towing cart and then have your gazebo on that. And yeah, basically yeah, I, car I just got a granny cart. Uh, once I have a gazebo, then I'm set to go. I will have everything that I need in this world. <laughs> I'll go off the map and go into a gazebo. I, I never understood the granny cart until I lived within walking distance of my supermarket. Yeah. Man, this is like, <laughs> I've been, I'm trying, like, I don't want to ever have to buy a car or if I have to buy a car, I want to wait like until as long as I can, but yeah, like I was getting like bruises on my arm from just like heavily lifting tote bags everywhere. And I haven't used it yet, but it's going to be a game changer. And I'm excited to like, kind of give a nod of solidarity to the other uh, 80 year olds and uh, hip millennials at the grocery store. Nice. (laughs) Um, But here, John, do you have any final thought? Or I'm trying to think, is there anything important that we missed with the Lego movie? Like, it's great. Maya Rudolph shows up as the mom. Uh, and the moral of the movie is that the kids learn to work together. Uh, I feel like we could have touched on, or we can still touch on the convoluted time travel aspect that I don't understand. <laughs> what? It wasn't convoluted at all. 
But yeah, so Emmett gets abandoned under the washing machine and then goes back in time to rescue his old self, but that doesn't create a time travel paradox. (laughs) And then he's also the villain at the end. Instead of uh, Tiffany Haddish, who's queen whatever I want to be, and she's great in it. Like she, she's she awesome. Just, she has a great. We didn't cover it in the song. She has a great song. Yeah, where it the entire song is just her saying that she's not evil, and it's the most obvious. Like she must be evil, and then at the end, it's yeah. just like, no, we, I told you I'm not evil. What you didn't listen to the song? In retrospect, that song is very confusing. <laughs> uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I think that's basically all I have to say. Like I so much random stuff happens in this movie and it's confusing and convoluted but at the same time uh it's just a really good time yeah and i think i wanted to give uh lego credit for that i really like is just like you get these character pop culture cameos that are just this litter the first and second movie you get all these little characters that, that are really fun and they only get like crazy good people to just voice them yeah like i mean um you have uh like ben schwartz is a banana um you have uh two nba players who i don't know who they are uh will forte ralph uh finnis ralph ralph fiends ralph fines fines yes that's right he's great (laughs) took me nine times to get his name um But here, uh, like now is the part of the show. Uh, let's rate everything. So we're going to rate it on a scale of zero to five. You can be as specific as you want with your decimal points. But John, um, I'll start with you. What what would you like to rate uh, Lego Movie 2 today? Um, I'll keep it simple. I'll go with like a four. Hard four. Hard four? I like a hard, yeah, hard four. It's a lot of fun. Um, just that time travel aspect throws me off a little bit (laughs) yeah i did forget about the time travel and uh it kind of makes me want to change the score that i kind of gave it (laughs) right when i finished watching the movie but at the same time like i wrote down a number right after i finished watching the movie uh and uh yeah i loved this nice i really liked it and we were talking before we recorded it's been a hard couple days for a lot of people um we're recording this a little bit in advance, but like this movie brought some much needed joy and silliness. So I'm giving it a 4.677, which brings the total on average from both of ours crunching the numbers. We're giving Lego Movie 2 a 4.3385, which puts it right below the classic Miyazaki movie Spirited Away and right above the Fairly Odd Parents uh, television special Channel Chasers. So uh, do with that as you will. But Lego Movie 2, I guess, is similar to a Miyazaki movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Same whimsy. Exactly. Mythology. Uh, <laughs> but John, thanks so much for uh, for coming on today. Um, oh. Is there anything you'd like to plug or promote or point people towards? Oh, man. I, uh, I run a bunch of shows, but they're all kind of in limbo at the moment <laughs> between everything happening. But uh, I run a great show called Makeup or Breakup. I'm really proud of it. It's a good, good yes. comedy theater. If, if whenever it comes back, I host that with Alyssa Alduki, who was a guest here a few weeks ago. Uh, but yeah, it's a couples game show. 
it's kind of like the anti-newlywed game where it's kind of designed to drive a wedge between couples yeah instead of celebrate them and uh i'm really proud of that show and i hope it comes back soon it's super fun uh i asked my boyfriend if he would ever want to be on it and he said no way uh but we'll come see it when it when it comes <laughs> back to the theater maybe you'll come uh, around <laughs> we'll see uh <laughs> i'll crack my knuckles and see if i can get him um <laughs> And as always, you can uh, follow us on social media and please uh, rate and review us on iTunes uh, or wherever you listen to podcasts because it helps us out. But uh, that is all for today. We will hear you in a fortnight and go, go gadget and show.